You having fun? Just staring from across the room. You've got to stretch your stuff, and I'll show you just what to do now. You gotta dance, gotta make your advance, you gotta show you've got guts. I got a move that'll make them swoon, and it's called the two-step strut. Now dance with me. Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast for two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly contained solo film. My name is Mike Nolan. I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? Wow. Of all the souls I've met in my travels, theirs was the most liquid. I think it's the second time I've used that joke, actually. Oh, still okay. I don't know. I Bring me back to life. Clear. <laughs> hey, Madison. Hi. I almost lost you again. You almost had to go through the whole ghost I of Madison s- Jones to an egg person to bull of hummus to human yeah. again. Yeah. I think, um, I think that was... I don't know if we ever resolved that, how I came back into my human form. I don't think so. No. Um, I think if I remember right at one point, we were just like, yeah. And then the hummus was molded into a person at Madison's back. We never really. I mean, people are mostly hummus. That's mm-hmm. that's 90% of what people and are. 90% of the emails we get are people asking how, uh, how you're human again. All of the deep lore fans who remember your death in the dynamite run and the Sky Captain trilogy all the way through. Your and the other birth. and the other 10 percent are from sabre hummus who are really trying to do a brand <laughs> deal with us but we say no because uh they uh um they support apartheid oh good to know <laughs> good to know <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh we're doing flatliners this week yeah we're, we're doing, doing flatliners flat- uh, with a bit of a twist, uh, Madison, at the end of last episode, mm-hmm. you mentioned Diego Luna uh, being in the movie. And so I sat down a few days later to watch Flatliners, and I pulled up one version, not knowing that there were multiple versions. Um, I ended up watching the 1990 version with Kiefer Sutherland, Julia Roberts, Kevin Bacon, um, William Baldwin, mm-hmm. etc. Um, you watched the 2017 version Correct. of Diego Luna. <laughs> So I was Elliot 45 Page. I was 45 minutes into the 1990s version and I texted something to Jackson they're like oh cool which version are you watching mm-hmm. Oh what's the question I was entirely unaware there were two versions of this movie uh, one from 1991 from 2017 so we're going to see what happens mm-hmm. From what I know about both movies they're kind of very similar um one Keith Sutherland is in both I'll tell you that oh, is he? Um I wonder if he plays the same guy he does not. He does not. No, he it's, doesn't. It's more okay. of like a. It's more like a cameo. He's like the doctor who is in charge of their residence. Like, and he's gotcha. like he's kind of like a um, a no nonsense sort of teacher person. He's he's not. He's kind of a minor character that's more there for like. Um, You're right. It's like oh, it's Keith Sutherland, and also like oh, he's the one holding them all accountable for their um, their like studies and stuff. So. Um, Tell me about your movie a little bit. Like, let's do a little bit of a, because since neither of us watched each other's movie, like, do a little bit of a, like, maybe not a synopsis, but just kind of describe it, I guess, which I yeah, guess is so, the synopsis. Um, in my movie, Kiefer Sutherland plays a character named Nelson who uh, 
like the movie opens and he has clearly already approached the five main characters about an experiment he wants to do where he's going to essentially flatline for 60 seconds and then they're going to bring him back to life and because of what the way he set it up there will be no brain damage so don't ask any questions um they do that and um the next thing they're like cool i want to go next and it they eventually all go with increasing amounts of time how long they're gonna like mm-hmm. push it um after Kiefer goes there he starts to see his dead dog and then also a little boy um who punches him in the face oh god uh so then the second guy goes uh william baldwin goes and uh, he's got this whole thing where he's engaged, but the wedding isn't until like, the end of the school year, so he's just having as much sex as possible and also secretly recording it. Um, oh. So he starts seeing, like, like he'll like be walking through and he'll look over at a TV and he'll start seeing one of his sex tapes playing, even though it's not like... The mm-hmm. idea is it's this like guilt that they have inside that's coming back. Yeah. So Kiefer Sutherland turns out the kid that he saw is a kid he bullied. We reveal by the end of the movie that the kid died, um, while Kiefer Sutherland was bullying him, he fell out of a tree and died. Um, and so the movie becomes, at one point, Kevin Bacon goes through the process. He's like an atheist. So the whole thing's like, I don't believe this. And they're like, great, you can do, you should do it because you don't believe in God. So if you have an experience, like that's a tangible thing. It's not, we believe, so we're having this experience. And he does, and it's this little girl just screaming profanities at him. And it's very actually funny. Turns out it's a little kid he bullied as a kid, but she didn't die. So he finds her as an adult and apologizes and like kind of makes good on it. And he stops seeing his vision. So the idea becomes, well, we need to like find closure. Um, William Baldwin's thing is his fiance comes down to visit because he called her at one point and just sounded spooked. And she found all his tapes. So she breaks off the engagement, which ostensibly finishes his circle. Um, Kiefer Sutherland ultimately Julia Roberts is also in the movie I feel bad her thing is mostly being like I want to go next and everybody telling her no um she eventually does go under she sees this thing where her I think her dad committed suicide and it's because um she he was in the armed service I think Vietnam is the implication and she walked in on him doing heroin and I think he Uh... fled like ran on the guilt or something like that so she sees him and um her mom said it was her fault, basically. So now she's felt this guilt. Um, she now f- is forgiven by the ghost of her father, I suppose, or she gets that closure. Yeah. And then the movie ends with Kiefer Sutherland going under, ostensibly to kill himself, but in the end he gets forgiveness as well and wakes up and the movie is over. Okay. Um, but there's all there's a lot of the especially for Kiefer Sutherland, he keeps getting like the shit kicked out of him by this kid ghost. Like mm. to, it, there's a point where he's in his locked apartment. He wakes up and the kid is standing over him with a hockey stick and just beats him in the face with a hockey stick a couple times. Like Jesus. it's not graphic, but it's pretty brutal. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so that's essentially my film. So in that version, after they flatline, do they seem to get um, sort of like, limitless abilities or any sort of special abilities or something like that um in this case they go to like a a a memory so it's usually something to do with what their guilt is about kind of other than kevin bacon who just saw like the mountains and eagles soaring over snow swift Mm -hmm. peaks and whatever like Kiefer Sutherland went back to the field where that tree was that the kid fell out of. Julia Roberts had a darker experience where she went to the day her dad killed himself um, and kind of relived that. The guy, the William Baldwin, um, just had a really weird erotic dream. Um, okay. 
it wasn't like sexy. It was like it was sexy, but not sexual. Like it was a mm-hmm. lot of like fishnet stockings and coy come hither looks. Oh, uh, but once they woke up, they were pretty much fine, other than the unearthly visions of their guilt that they were Got experiencing. It. But no special abilities. So um, I, I don't know if I'll go through the entire thing um, as you did, but like it's yeah, very <laughs> no 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 no. I think that was good. It, it really helps me, and also I think um, we'll say it's the same movie. I'd say. Except new actors, obviously. It's in 2017. Uh, Elliot Page. Um, and that's the only one that is recognizable. Um, and um, at least for me, I don't really recognize anybody else. Uh, besides Keith Sutherland doing his um, teacher role. Um, but it's a very similar movie. Elliot Page is playing the Nelson character in yours, basically. Um and what happens in that movie is so so Elliot uh Page's character Courtney um basically tricks two doctor or two other teacher uh, or, or doctor students right. residents whatever um I know I know medical school words and one of them um he was like oh come down and have sex uh in the bit or like not not like kind of suggestive or like kind of like leading sure. into it just like but um convincing him to go down there and uh meet courtney for a uh liaison and then he sees the other uh doctor a who is oh, a yeah, woman and, and he, he that's exactly what he does because he is a bro um and eventually um uh, Courtney goes under and they can't bring Courtney back. And that's when they text Diego Luna's character, who's another doctor who is the most like skilled of them all. It seems like is able to get her out of it. Um, and Courtney then has an experience where she's going like through, like out, out of her body through the, through the ceiling into a church through Jesus's face and then eventually is walking and when yeah like through his stained glass face you know um but it's very like ethereal and seemingly very moving when she wakes up she um seems to have accessed her previous memories and skills that she hasn't been able to has that have been repressed She's using more than ten percent of her brain. Yeah, yeah. That's why I say it's very like limitless. Like, all right. Um, yeah. like the next day, she like bakes a bunch of bread that she remembered her grandmother's recipe, like from thirty years ago or something. Uh, she can suddenly play the piano again, and this makes the bro dudes like, "I'm going next." Um, and he goes next, but eventually, like all of them go through it except Diego Luna's character because he doesn't think it's like it's ethical or he thinks it's messed up um but he's always there because he kind of saves the day and he knows what to do <laughs> like to bring right. pe- like he can bring people out um that was the kevin bacon character in, in my film essentially yeah yeah um, some of them like just do it for academic achievement like the bro dude becomes very much he clearly doesn't know how to do any doctor things and is like as- aspiring mm-hmm. to be like a tv doctor um uh. and um but you find out that um Elliot Page's character, uh, sister died in a car crash that, um, um, that Courtney was in, um, 
that's the thing that haunts her. The bro dude, uh, he... Um, he, love that you threw the shocker when you said bro dude. Bro dude, the bro dude. He um got a woman pregnant that used to work at the country club of his dad, um, mm. and was going to take her to go do the abortion and pay for everything, but chickened out. So that's his grieving thing. Um, another doctor who's like a um a sort of high stressed overachiever. Mm-hmm. Um, you find out that in high school. She, uh, to tank the reputation of someone who had a higher GPA than her, she uh, hacked her phone and sent nude pictures out that she had taken. Uh, so that was her grief thing that she was dealing okay. with. Then another doctor um, who um, is having regret about a medical sh- mistake she made a few months ago that ended up someone dying. Um, and she not only accidentally killed someone, she also covered it up by changing the autopsy report. So that's kind of the things. So it's much more of a horror movie in, um, my version. I don't know if it seems like a horror movie to yours. It was pretty spooky. I mean, like it wasn't like a slasher or anything like that, but it was a lot of, it was, um, it was maybe more spooky than horror because there was a lot of like, who's there? What's that? And like. There's one bit where she's walking down the stairs and like the lights suddenly all kind of turn red and then you hear like a record player playing from mm. somewhere and she walks into a room and it's clearly not the room she's supposed to be and it's a ghost thing, but it's not mm. like horror so much yeah. as just spooky. Like the kid trying to kill Kiefer Sutherland's the scariest part of it. And mm. that's not even that scary. It's more just like he turns around and there's the kid and the kid hits him with a fucking hockey stick. So Yeah. So this yeah. like was much more like slash like monster horror than mine was yeah basically it almost seems like it they're in dreams um or something and then in their dreams uh when they go under they can die and something tries to kill them but also when they exit from flatlining in their day-to-day life they're being haunted by these regrets um like the the bro dude gets his hand like stabbed by an apparition um Elliot Page's character, Courtney, dies, um, oh. actually. Spoiler, sorry. Um, yeah, for the, I mean. For the 2007 movie. But also the one. fact that we're, we're doing the sequel to it. I don't really yeah, know. Right. You have to announce spoilers this late. Yeah. Um, so, um, but everyone else, it has very similar scenes of, like, some of the characters going to face the grief that they've experienced, mm-hmm. right? Um mm-hmm. The girl, the one girl goes and confronts the woman um, who works at another another hospital or something to apologize for sending those photos when she was in high school. The the bro dude approaches the woman who he uh, abandoned and finds out that the uh, she did not get an abortion and the kid is like five years old. And um, um, the uh, doctor who made the medical mistake admits it, and thus she is, like, forgiven. Um, and this thing is, like, the weird thing is, and I think they added the superpower, sort of, like, they're hyper-intelligent mm-hmm. now, or they are, like, have, like, hyper, like, like hyper-memory, like, recall and stuff like that. I think they added to that to make it a little bit more interesting. Um, because, yeah. because I think the scenes of them, like, actually like flatlining and like and the dreams are cool but the rest of the movie without those sort of like 
rager like them like being like limitless seeming like they are on like so much coke basically like Mm -hmm. those things make the movie a little bit more interesting um um than like them trying to like get over their grief i guess like or just it just it's just not very moving because i don't think they're very like um um redeemable characters no i think that 1990 yeah you're right because i watched the version where they don't do that and it is dull yeah it's like i have a positive experience like i i would say that ultimately flatliners 1990 falls on the positive side for me like i probably won't ever watch it again i'm not sad that i did it's just it takes a while for it to kick off Mm -hmm. and even then it's kind of slow. There's a lot of the movie where they're basically doing an auction for how long they're willing to stay under. Okay. Like, Kiefer Sutherland goes for 60 seconds, and the next person, I think he ends up going for an, an extra 10 seconds because they can't get him back, and then they do. And then there's a bit when the next person's like, I want to go next. And Julia was like, no, I'll go next. I'll do a minute 30. And mm-hmm. he's like, I'll do a minute 50. And they're basically just like, haggling for who will go longer uh-huh. and the, whoever will go the longest gets to go next and they keep outbidding julia roberts and kevin bacon ultimately does it because he doesn't think that they should be doing this and he doesn't want julia roberts to go under because they've just met and he wants to have sex with her uh-huh. i mean i'm being a little unkind there is a lot of like quote-unquote chivalry going on in the movie where julia roberts is kind of there so everyone can hit on her okay i like um, the character but there's not a lot to her other than I definitely want to do this. I'm pissed. I can't do this. Everybody wants to fuck me. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Do you have a positive experience with the 2017 version? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I think I think the acting's okay. Um, mm-hmm. I think the acting's pretty okay. Um, I think the visual parts of the dream sequences, or like not the dreams, when they go under and they're in like death when they're dead. And what they're seeing, I think those are actually really beautiful and like really, and they're all really unique to each person. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's cool. I think the horror elements aren't very good, like, um, because it's basically just people like humans standing and then running at them, <laughs> um, and like them being like, ah, um, but I think the actual like visual when they are trying to do like some visual effects stuff for the, um, the the actual like death parts i think that that is really well done and i think i i don't know if i'd watch it again because i don't think it's that good but like i'm not it's pretty base level for me i think i think it's just like so like we've established before that with i think you and i have but i've always viewed two and a half stars is the equivalent of i watched the movie and i have no opinion on it because yeah. that's exactly i would give three for mine that's like that's what it sounds like maybe you're saying as well it is just like a half star in the positive column i'll do 2.7 i'm not i am not gonna auction it off the rating this i will not go higher than three <laughs> but i don't have any reviews it sounds like that's my classic lead up to um the review section but this week i just i there's been some stuff here and i just didn't get to it also mm-hmm. not being sure w- if we were going to watch the same one or whatnot i ended up not yeah. getting any reviews and i don't have any dumb actuallys prepared so mm-hmm. uh, i'm actually going to just kind of tap out of the bit section this week tap out hit the tap out button tap out tap out um wasn't that like a, that a wrestling game i think it is a wrestling video game um the carnival was here. <laughs> it was here before. It was here before you realized it. Um, 
and um gargalax is in the bathroom so he can't join us today but um and um it's kind of and gargalax's um species are kind of like sloths where they only like go to the bathroom every like two weeks so it's gonna be a while um just so you know it's weird that gargalax has the most lore out of any character or voice you've ever done yeah yeah so um it's just gonna be me today how how novel how novel i'm i'm covering the booth what about the french clone uh, French clone is also help assisting Gargalax in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. It's a process. There's like gotcha. knobs and stuff. Anyway. Um, That's the fucking game. Um, third week in a row, Keanu or Kyan old. It's that game. <laughs> it's everyone's favorite game. Keanu or Kian old. So I assume we're doing Keith for Sutherland since he is the through line. Exactly right, Mike. <laughs> Can't believe I guessed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't a mid a mid episode change up at all, um, because that that makes more sense than doing like Elliot Page or uh, Julia Roberts or something. So what, a, um, what a weird name to pull right off the top of your head, right? I know Elliot Page. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, as if you have listened the last few weeks, this game is simple. Um, I have a list of let's see how many here. 78 Keith or Sutherland movies and um, that are uh, listed on Rotten Tomatoes that have been scored um, by the audience. The audience scores on Rotten Tomatoes. And what me and Mike are going to try to do is no scope a certain Keith or Sutherland movie where uh, where it falls on the list within three. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if it is... Um, the uh, if I guess four for any movie or oh, for this movie, for example, sure, for honors, um, anywhere from one to seven, seven, I would win. If you nail yeah. it right in the head, though, you get two points. Ooh, get those sweet two points, and it'll be so fucking satisfying. Oh my so god, it's... fucking! It would be like just the biggest fucking come. Um, <laughs> sorry, I might cut that out. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. Just the way it's like, the biggest fucking cum. It's just so funny. It's the biggest fucking cum. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to go first. I'm going to go Lost Boys. And I'm going to put that at 10. Lost Boys 10? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do Phone Booth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'm going to guess 25. Okay. Okay. So, looking at the list. So, you did Lost Boys 10, mm-hmm. um, anywhere between 7, seven and, and 13. 13. Okay. Mm-hmm. What did you say? 10. Womp, 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 womp. Right on the head. Really? Yes. Oh my god, I just had the biggest fucking cum. I just biggest fucking cum. Biggest fucking cum. <laughs> exactly 10. Oh my Good god. Job. Good fucking job, Mike. Holy shit. That was wild. 
That was wild. Anyway, how'd you do? Now, 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 there's, now there's cum everywhere. <laughs> now I can't cut that, that cum bit out. Now I can't cut it out because we've talked about it so many fucking times. What did I say? I got, I'm 25 and I really kind of wish you'd do cut it out. So just apropos of nothing. I'm just like, Cool. Don't though. Jesus Christ. Okay, so I said <laughs> Holy booth, shit. 25. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm fucking crying. Mike, we're on it today. Not exactly. Not exactly. Okay. But okay. 27. Wow. 27. So you you get two points. I get uh-huh. one point. I think that means you're at eleven now. And I'm at like, I'm at eleven. So you're you, at have two. A, you have you have a wish. Um, or no, did you if I want a wish. I, I'm not saying I necessarily am cashing in for a wish. Uh-huh. Um, you got two. You got a wish and one point from Dumb Actually. Yes. And then a point from last week. So you have three points, I believe, at this time. Three points. And then I get this I'm not one. keeping track of yours. No, this that would include this one. Let's do another one. Okay. Um, um, or you, actually, you go first. I, I went first on the last one. So you, get, you pick which sure. one you want. Okay. I'll do A Few Good Men. There we go. Okay. A Few Good Men. So... I'm going to say a few good men is going to fall in. I think it's going to be pretty high. I'm going to say, um, I will say seven. Actually, no, hold on, because you guessed 10. So let's, let's I'm going to say six. I'm going to go ahead and go with stand by me. And I'll say four. That gets me one through seven. Okay. I mean, Stand By Me has to be high on his list. All right. So I said A Few Good Men, mm-hmm. six, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you wanted to avoid 10 since we yeah. know that that's Lost Boys. Not exactly, but four. Oh, yeah. There so, you go. So another point to me. That's well, me then I'm four. definitely I'm definitely not right on the head because I said four for yeah. Stand By Me. So I'm definitely, best I can do is one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Stand by me. Stand by me is number one. I I really should have just put both barrels on it and mm-hmm. said number one. But hey, well, we should move promptly on. We're at yes, 30 yes, minutes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead. I guess we can. We should we let's go ahead. And before I start the timer, just do you have any kind of ideas for I have what you want to do? I have one idea that is only a title and sure. like a concept. So what do you have? So, I have flatliners colon dead warriors. <laughs> so, okay. have you seen Friday the Thirteenth? Or sorry, not Friday. No. Um, um, have you seen um the Freddy Krueger movies? What are those? No. Called Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Streets. Yeah. So there's one mm-hmm. called I think it's the fourth movie or it's the third movie called Dream Warriors. And they basically learn to go into their dreams and learn how to fight Freddy. And so my idea for this one is uh, whoever the people are, they go and flatline and they learn to actually fight some sort of demon or something or something that has invaded all of their dreams or something like that. Sorry, not dreams. Their their, their afterlife. Right. I have a similar note here. I put lucid death, like the idea of like lucid dreaming, but mm-hmm. they're they have agency and death. I didn't have an idea of what they would do there. Yeah. Um I did 
fuck around at one point, I started to mistype something. So I wrote down Flatliners 1900. It would be some kind of prequel. We just said Flatliners at the turn of the century. Holy shit. Um, so it's like a prequel, like, to. I, I guess we I do also, have to address is this a prequel to your movie, or, or are we saying this is all in the there's, same? There's no reason that they can't exist in the same world. Um, now, I do also wrote, I wrote down maybe a title if we want to go with that. Uh, I wrote down a Flatliners Christmas Carol just because I thought it was funny. There was ghosts. Um, but then I wrote down A Tale of Two Flatliners just following mm. like the, the the naming trend of taking literature. Um, mm. Also, I'm oblig- obligatory. I accidentally typed flatlinered. Uh, so like flatline and then RD. So it's flatline nerd. Yeah. I wrote it down because I accidentally typed it in a text and me and my friend were laughing about it. So I had to at least include it here. That's what I've got as far as ideas, though. Um, I kind of like the idea of the super prequel of being in like the old west, or you know, like early. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think of like you know, like the humors and stuff. Like people didn't uh-huh. actually know anything about medicine, but like people use like cocaine and snake oil to like do the same thing, um, for whatever reason. Um, maybe someone is trying to, um. Maybe someone is trying to um, find a new medical medical like cure or something or something that's like it brings back the dead or something and like uh, they're trying to hawk it. Capaloo, We did just do a western. She's near death, and so are you. You said western, and so yeah. Um, I, I like that. Let me go ahead and start our time. It sounds like we've got um, we've got our teeth in this one. I do like the idea of it being like the turn of the century, nineteen hundred. So like, mm-hmm. or like moonshiners or something, like, ooh, like something. But that's like some, pretty good. Yeah, I'm trying to think because like it would be like moonshine or the turn of the century of like the great technology of like we're learning so much about science and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and so like the idea and also spiritualism to some extent i don't know yeah. if that was like on the wane in the 1900s but we mm-hmm. did pick a, a historical drama which we're like i don't know maybe yeah sure um, um but yeah i don't know let me check something real quick while we're vamping i'm gonna see when like defibrillators were invented 1965 so maybe but like we can also use like car engine like the mm-hmm. electricity like they don't invent it early but they do a yeah. similar um, yeah, okay, I think that so show. Is... Did you ever watch The Nick? No. Okay, it's a movie about like early, like I think like 1900s, like medicine and how it just was like horrible, <laughs> like and um, so many doctors were just like, I don't know, we're gonna try something out on this guy in front of like 30 other doctors, um, and it's gonna like either kill them or fix what they're doing, or they're gonna or they're gonna do something and it's gonna they're gonna say it fixed something and it didn't fix anything. Um, this is a good call. I googled nineteen hundreds medicine and the first thing that pops up the nineteen hundreds medicine and health overview. Medical care during the nineteenth century had been a curious mixture of science, home remedies, and quackery. Mm-hmm. I mean, those basically elements of modern science such as blah blah blah. So there's not really like hospitals at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Like um so this could so, be really good. Let's decide what the thing is. Like, so is it someone who is created like why are they flatlining? Like, why are they? Um what um because I don't even know if like um a um uh, a heart like the term flatline is even like 
um, is even so, a term yet because I don't think the no. you know the because there's no EKG machines. Yeah. Um, there's actually a bit that Kiefer Sutherland says in the 1991 where. Um, philosophy failed religion has failed about like the afterlife or whatever and now it's up to science mm-hmm. so i think with the idea of like what you're talking about with just like saying things work but they don't uh mm-hmm. spiritualism being mm-hmm. a thing in the late 19th yeah in the late 19th and early 20th century spiritualism belief that the spirits of the dead can't communicate with the living was all the rage what if this is like a media like a seance idea mm. some at like doctor who's been disreputable or like you know maybe somebody died under the knife or something they're like turning like tv doctor so that um like the spirituals like they're using their medicine for this yes madison i have my hand raised sorry yes i couldn't tell if you were like preach like like waving your hand like this is amazing mainly it was mainly like i'm excited and this gives me a great idea go for it after what you said you said tv doctor and i think about like charlatans and stuff like that mm-hmm. what if someone has been able like they're like an eccentric rich millionaire or something who um who are a doctor a supposedly accredited doctor or maybe not or maybe they just said they're a doctor and in their mansion they bring people in to die for seance purposes to have people meet with their loved ones that they have unfinished business with hmm. and during this and it eventually turns into a horror movie where like sure. uh, like we're messing with the veil right you know mm-hmm. um and in this house like something's escaped or something came back with someone um and um, um and whatever's happening like within this one night or whatever like in this house like you see it's it's it has to do with people's grief and stuff right like uh, right that's what i was gonna ask was how we tie this into grief so i like this idea i think having it be like a house like the so i was thinking um my mind at being a child of the 90s and the early 2000s um crossing over with john edwards the show where he would I'm thinking that kind of a thing, but because it's the like nineteen late nineteen hundreds or early nineteen hundreds rather, the idea of people like booking a a medium to come mm-hmm. to a party is very common. Yeah. So that's our cast is a bunch yeah. of richies who hire this disgraced doctor who's now putting on a magic show. Like he's actually doing the thing he says he's doing, but it is via like cocaine and yeah. like electroshock and like all this stuff. Like it's like entire it on the surface it's like there's no way this works but mm-hmm. it does actually work and and he doesn't know maybe, what he's doing right like or he he doesn't know like the after mm-hmm. effects right like he just knows that he he thinks that he knows it's bullshit or maybe he does believe in it but like, that's a good yeah. and actually that's good for his thing so mm-hmm. um he has like a salon where they come and like the rich people come i was gonna say maybe it should be at their rich house because then there's yeah. like some extra things to play with there but they come to his salon and they're gonna stay the night it's like i must insist you all stay the night after the the process you're going to be very weak and it's best if you stay here where yeah. i can attend to you etc um they start having their normal shit maybe it kicks off early for reasons mm-hmm. um but he's never known the fallout which is like i'm gonna maybe go with like the 90s version where ghosts are coming back and fucking with people like yeah. physically hurting them he doesn't know that that's been happening yeah so 
this starts happening, and those ghosts, either that have been fucking with the people or the ghosts of the people that he put through and have died, come for him at his house at the salon. Oh, okay. I and like that. And that could be his group. It's like the idea of like you never followed up, like yeah. you never checked in with anybody again. You took their money, you cashed the check, and you forgot about them. Yeah. And like, how many people, like, if you had been paying attention, could you have helped them or something mm-hmm. like that? And that could also be part of his backstory about when he got lost his medical license or whatever was thrown yeah. out because he wasn't paying attention or something like that. Like that's good. What if like as we're creating this like idea, what if um, a through line for one of the characters is that they are maybe some sort of private investigator who's like masquerading mm-hmm. as like someone because like they are they have been sent into one of these parties like undercover to investigate what's going on and they're sort of our like they're sort of our lead in to like the um like he they're interacting with these rich people just like oh yeah mm-hmm. like um because i like also like the idea if we combine like some of the 2017 version where they become very like hyper aware and like hyper like energetic and like Mm -hmm. just like kind of sort of mad like what if they always do this uh they always do the thing where they go under um but then like Mm -hmm. they're super hyper stimulated afterwards because of cocaine and electric you know like so net then they have just like a fucking raging party at all the time like and it's like sex drugs you know drinking you know um and um but you're hearing from people that are like this investigator has heard from people who like after they leave they're being haunted or maybe they have a murder case that they like mm-hmm. and like someone like smashed someone else's face in after saying that they looked like their um great uncle or something like that so let's do this because i have another idea as well because we got to get some good cameos yeah going. yeah let's do three rich people mm-hmm. the detective who will be played by elliot page um yes who has inserted themselves in with, or I guess inserted himself in with um, the aristocrats somehow, like under false pretenses. Mm-hmm. And we get Kiefer Sutherland back. He is like the mentor of our doctor who like helped him, was like through school and has been like trying to get him to like, no, if you like reapply, you do else, you could get back into real medicine. And mm-hmm. I, and like the idea is we know what you're doing. And we're pretty sure it's fake and dangerous. And I'm here to basically watch. And if it is what we think it is, we're shutting you down. Mm-hmm. So like he's there to like basically as for the medical profession, be like, look, it's not illegal as long as like he's being safe. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. the idea is like the establishment is like we have to like find a way, basically keep us on, find a way to shut him down for safety in quotes. Yeah. And then between the two of them, it can be like, yeah, you weren't paying attention. Like this person died, this person, and then Kiefer can be like, that's that was your problem with medical. You, you, you know, Julius. He's like, I saved their lives. Yes, today, tomorrow, their heart exploded uh-huh. because the clamp you put on to stop the bleeding. Then you clamped like the wrong ventricle. You did it to save their life now, but in like two days mm-hmm. down the road, it, it was yeah. you like you took the you solved the problem now. You didn't solve the problem as a whole. Yeah. What if there's like a line that uh, Keith Sutherland's character says at the end when they're like leaving? And because I think Keith Sutherland goes through the thing too. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like I think he does it. And um, I think maybe he says something like, like all of Dr. Whatever's like um, treatments, they unfortunately work. 
<laughs> you know, like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like they, they unfortunately work. Um, but, um, at what cost? Right. Um, on, um, yeah, it's like ostensibly with like a warning at the beginning that they're going to have these visions. And as long as they come to terms with mm -hmm. the grief or whatever guilt, they're fine. Like that's all, all you have to do is pretty much come to terms with what's haunting you and yeah and what if like the doctor who i think we should cast and like maybe mm -hmm. like um um figure out who plays him uh but he's just like maybe this started out as like an experiment thing and he's like but now i am like forcing people to like face their grief and like that's just like a better part of it because if they face their grief think of the possibilities that they could bring into their own life mm -hmm. right well, you know so, like so, he, so he's he, aware he, he, of the effect yeah and maybe he's like um, maybe not like at the beginning or whatever, um, but maybe it's something that he comes to like terms with after like they experience the night in with like the demons. He's just like, okay, so, so what? Like, yeah. even if that is the case, you know what? People need to face their grief. They can't just like live like in the past and not let things go, which kind of like mirrors his own thing where he's keeps trying to like do medical stuff, you know, like even after, like, it's like, he won't, um, he won't learn from his mistakes. He'll just keep doing them over and over again. Right. I like this because there we can have in like the, you know, the top of the second, I think the climax of the film where they're like, everyone you've ever treated with this has died. He goes, not everyone. And there's this mo like, wait, so, you know, it's like, of course I know. And mm -hmm. the whole thing could be at this time with like the early 19th century people, especially rich people weren't like, talking about their feelings yeah or addressing traumas and it's like i am providing a service and if they will not deal with it either this will make them or they don't have to live with the guilt anymore or something yeah. like that like it can be a very cold line yeah of, of, of like forcing people maybe he's a therapist then mm. or like was trying to be a therapist and it was like nobody will deal with this shit so yeah i found a way to make them deal with it Mm -hmm. yeah um i like that i like that a lot um and maybe like i don't know um because i think things like this don't also like I, my the movie i watched like seemed to mm -hmm. have like a happy ending i don't know about yours um yeah. like like kind of like dourful like dour because uh, like one of their members was dead and everything but like what if like a dour a dour ending of this is like maybe that Keith or Sutherland doctor he does leave after it and he does deal with his grief but he like makes comes into terms with it and he doesn't die and then he's just like thinks he's thinks the doctor's right right you know like or he comes he 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 starts to agree with the doctor or mm. something like that um and then it's like, see, you're proof positive that not everyone also always dies. And if like, if you follow the steps and the treatment and everything, and you make peace with your grief, then, then maybe you live, right? Hmm. I kind of like the idea of like, yeah, the movie's over and we're like, okay, like this is definitely going to stop now. They're going to, they have everything they need. And he comes mm -hmm. back and he's like, I told them everything's fine. How can I help? Or something like that. Yeah. Like, he wants to continue the work. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, we're at about 15 minutes, and I think we mm -hmm. have the premise. Let's go ahead and start casting it and making some like fun characters and what their grief thing is. Yeah, yeah. And then we can go from there. So we have uh, the doctor played by Kiefer Sutherland. What's his, like, what's haunting him? Did the he, doctor like, mentor. 
rather. Yes, the men- the let's call him the mentor. Yeah. We'll call the, the one mentor. guy the doctor. Mm-hmm. So the mentor, he is... Um... So, I mean, he's a doctor. There's plenty of, like, mm-hmm. somebody he lost on the table or... Maybe he stole. Maybe he stole the money. Maybe he stole the money he used mm-hmm. to like like educate himself or something. Like he stole it from like a family, or he um he's going by another name or something like that. Which mm-hmm. would be funny for the Keith Sutherland through line of all three movies of uh he goes by another name in every single one, or he's like this guy who is like a many man of many names. Um, That's like funny. Maybe he like stole something and used the money, like maybe they were like bonds or something, to like fund his education. Um, but he left his whole family in despair, but they never been able to find him or something like that. Um, I don't know how he comes is... back from that, but yeah, I mean, my pitch was going to be something like there was a patient he lost, where it's the kind of classic, and I can't believe I'm going to this for the example. The original classic um, Fantastic Four origin story where they went to space mm-hmm. and um, and Dr. Doom was like a colleague of Reed Richards at one point yeah. and he had an accident. And the idea is basically Reed said, this is these are the calculations and they are correct. And Dr. Doom said, no, they're not. I did them myself and they're wrong. These are the correct ones. And the thing blew up and the question was always, who was it. wrong like obviously in the the golden age reed richards was correct because he was the hero but mm-hmm. the idea that could be a thing with the doctor where it was like they were treating a patient he and another doctor like differed on the dosage or something and the question was was i arrogant and like yeah. could i have been wrong and then that's something that we can at least get a definite answer to or even if mm-hmm. we don't an idea of like sometimes you just you'll never know and, and moving on from that. That might be a good one because, like, maybe the doctor goes back after leaving the, the salon and, like, does more research and digs into it and mm-hmm. um, finds out that he was wrong or right in that. Like, he looks at, like, old records or something and he actually digs in and he faces the actual truth that he's been afraid of for so long. Right? That's a good point. Like, yeah. um, a classic, like, he has an envelope with the results sure. of the autopsy that will prove if he was right or wrong but he's been afraid to open them yes um and this will be the that closure gives him that confidence or whatever i like that a lot that gives yeah. again a, a good and that also then helps him free up it's not just like yeah i killed a ghost so now i think this is a good idea it's like no actually the process gave me what i needed yeah um what about the detective elliot page's character um maybe he has a family. I don't know. Like, I, I think this has to be some sort of family thing. Sure. Or I'm fine with that. Um, maybe there was someone he screwed over, like maybe in his family, or maybe like in the police thing, or maybe like maybe he originally, like before, like when he was rising through the ranks or something, mm-hmm. um, he was, um, dirty or something or like he was i I don't know like Mm. what the state of police was in the 1900s probably not good as it always hasn't been um but um uh, i have an idea if you want again i can't believe i'm going back to the marvel uh do it do Do it we could do we could do spider-man rules where elliot Mm. page was a police detective and it was like it's you know it's 5 p.m the bar is open already i'm just gonna let Mm. that guy get away that guy killed his family then 
Got it. Because he got, got away. It. We could do something like that and then um became a Maybe that guy went on a murder they... Maybe he was on a murder spree. He went on a murder spree after Ooh, that or something. That's interesting. Like, he's like, he let that guy go. Um, or Ooh. Or okay, here's an idea. Um mm-hmm. we can have and this maybe ties into why this is a different um a different experience than before and it like is immediate. Um it's not uh maybe it is mercury, but Elliot Page was drunk. Okay. Like it was after work, got drunk, and they the murderer ran past them like on the spree or whatever, and they were too drunk to shoot or something like sure. that. Maybe they trying to shoot that guy, they shot uh, like a pedestrian. So now they're a teetotaler. No drugs, no booze, nothing. Yeah, yeah. So the doctor has to adjust, like, oh, I have an adjusted formula that doesn't involve cocaine or alcohol. We yeah. can use that. Never had to try it, like never really used it before. And so it's like I didn't prepare any of the alcohol or cocaine version because of our yeah, friend yeah. here who is a teetotaler. Uh, that gives a more immediate like the cocaine because it like represses or the memory whatever yeah. it does something to your brain. Yeah. It, it staves off the reality because everybody's technically sober under this new one. It's an immediate, everything's happening now. Yeah. And that gives us a reason why it can be like, this has never happened in the house before. This is Mm -hmm. why it's happening today is because it's the different formula. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like tinctures or something like fake tinctures mm-hmm. that um, are given out sometimes. It's just like, oh, this is like, just as strong, if not stronger than the other stuff when it's like a thousand times removed of being watered down of being it touched. Yeah. It touched weed at some point, a thousand barrels down or something. So it's more powerful. A, um, a drunk man went across the top of the bottle. before Exactly. Exactly. Jesus. Um don't get don't get don't get swindled everybody um, um we're nearly yeah we're nearly we there let's let's yeah um, so i think that's good um and then what is the let's do like one more eccentric I, generic rich people we kill the servant and bury yeah. the body in the backyard or uh my my father's a land baron and we own you the, want shirt waist, the triangle shirtwaist factory or whatever the one that burned down and nobody could get out because the doors were locked or whatever you want something really dark sure. um hit me um so there's this rich couple who mm-hmm. um have this grief over um they seem to both be dealing with something like that they can't talk about with each other um so it's like mm-hmm. Oh yes, this has helped couples uh, rekindle their their marriage all the time, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And um, the husband's thing is that um, he had an affair with one mm-hmm. of their like uh, house maids, maids mm-hmm. or something like that. Eventually, admitted it to his wife. Promptly, like fired the maid, and she ended up like um, killing herself or something like that. Um. And then go ahead. No, finish. I'm oh, sorry. Finish your thought. Well, and then you find out um, that then what the wife is is after she found out about the affair, she found out that the woman was um, pregnant with the man's baby, and she killed her. Um, and this is her. That's their grief. That is very dark. Very dark. Um, and kind of like not great. Um, but that is just like an example of something that we could use. 
Um, I like the idea of it being somebody was accidentally killed, like in the heat of a moment mm-hmm. thing. So like, um, I'm trying to think. I'm I'm 1900 is just far enough between various wars that I can't. Sure. Try to think of like our son who um killed himself from shame because he wouldn't. He was like too afraid to go to war or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it turns out the dad in like they were having an argument about how what a coward he was, and the dad killed him accidentally. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or, yeah. Like and like. They're in a fight, and he just like without thinking, grabs a fire poker and hits him with it or something. That's that's pretty good. I think I think like maybe they're coming there with um, that's way better and not as dark. I like I like that because maybe it's like it's still a secret that they could like hold, and they're like, oh, maybe the mother is like, oh yeah, um, our marriage hasn't been the same since the death of our son, who was um, about to go off to war or whatever, and then maybe maybe the the maybe through this they find out that the dad killed killed him okay. accidentally in the I, heat of the moment i have the details and i think it adds an element to okay. the movie the son got a maid pregnant and okay. was going to do the right thing by her yeah i was like absolutely no way is this happening and in that argument he maybe made a move for the maid to like shout or something and the son got in the way and got like like the dad has a fire poke he's waving around like he's angry and he goes to like gesture to make a point and the son's like don't and he steps away and accidentally gets Step away from her with oh, the okay the dad basically pays the maid to go away forever and yeah. never talk about this and lies and says their son ran off with them or no lies and says the son killed himself so the mom is there she wants to talk to her son and find yeah. out why yeah why why did you kill yourself the mm. dad is his great thing is he's living with this secret yeah and she finds out about the secret in the the whatever of the night um mm. what's going on is that he didn't kill himself the dad accidentally ran him through okay or, or shot him or something you know whatever like maybe he's waving the gun around and he's angry yeah i don't know um uh, but that's an extra level where she thinks that this was some kind of senseless like i don't i'm just trying to make sense of what happened and yeah. he's like oh yeah like, yeah he doesn't think this is gonna work he doesn't give a shit like he, this is she wanted to go out and do this he thinks this is all hokum and cod swallow and whatever yeah, yeah but he agreed to come because he's heard there's a lot of cocaine and alcohol at these parties. yeah yeah He's like, these parties um, are legendary. Um, so he's here for the party after it. He's like, I'll sit through the fucking stage show bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for whatever reason, he also agrees to do it. But yeah, that um, would be a way then. And I have a scene at the end um, of like after she finds out what happens. I think he never can. I, I think that's like a. A, a oh huge, no he never addresses it i don't think he can address it um and maybe after this whole thing he is haunted forever um um but like maybe oh, she he doesn't die oh he might die i don't know the in i know in mine the usually the victim was attempting to kill you like the ghost yeah, yeah. of the victim was trying to kill you we don't have to but um maybe that happens um i don't have a huge opinion on it but what i was gonna say with the mom after she finds out she her way of like getting over it and or like being moving on from that grief after finding out the truth because she went from one grief to another and how she comes up with it is she tracks down the um the maid and the baby and brings them into their home to take care of them i think maybe that's like the thing she goes back to like and she maybe she kills him the the husband 
Uh, like, she's like, I'm going to find them. Don't worry, son. I'll find her and we'll make sure she's going to be like, over my dead body. And she's like, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. I like the idea that the son kills him, like the demon, okay. the, the ghost sure. son. I think I like that better. It's like kind of a revenge thing. And it's also just like, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't give the wife, I guess like the wife, the wife might have like more trauma from that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think it makes more sense like that. Because the ghost can kill you in these movies, yeah. like so. So um, she's making her amends, saying, "We'll find her. I we I promise." And he's like, yeah. "No, like that's what are you talking about? That's not happening. Like whatever." And then the son's just like doesn't say anything, but he like then takes the dad basically with him. Yeah, yeah, that's good. What's a good satisfying? Because I think we had a good satisfying um, end to the detect to the mentor. Uh, what about yeah. Elliot Page's one um, where um, he? Um, do you think like maybe he is haunted by the victims of this killer or something? Um, and kind of like, why didn't you save me? Why didn't you help me? You messed up, you messed up or whatever. And then maybe like eventually he has like a conversation with them or just like, maybe it just like, maybe, maybe he looks at all of them and it's actually like, maybe they're always following him. I imagine this scene where mm-hmm. they're always following him and like saying these things. And then eventually he turns around and it's actually not the victims. It was just their voices. They're all him. Right. Mm. Um, and uh, then he turns back around and he actually does see the real victims that say, Hey, we're all imperfect and we're all dealing with stuff. You can't, live with this or whatever um try to find the way to move on and i don't know what the real world thing he does to move on but maybe like just closes the case or um stops looking for revenge or stops like what if then to your point i like this a lot um elliot page never caught the killer yeah it was like i had a i had a chance but Mm -hmm. i was just so drunk i couldn't get him Mm-hmm. and he got away and now there will never be justice like this is like like you said it's been an unopened case that, that elliot is still trying yeah. to solve and after this like closes that case like still gonna try to catch them but it's not like i stay awake every night like i get four hours of sleep a night because I, all my time is here studying these case files like what could i what did i miss what's clues are this is like no like you're not helping anybody like this mm-hmm. i like that that's very good. Uh, with 17 seconds left on our time, uh, do we want to quickly cast some of the people? Yeah, so we already got um, Keith Sutherland, Elliot Page. Um, we never cast um, the doctor himself. We never send the doctor himself. Um, Daniel it is Maybe. That might be good. Um, it is... Uh, it is uh, House. It's House MD. Um, what's that guy's name? I forget. Hugh Laurie. Hugh so Laurie. Hugh Laurie, the man who's ostensibly as old, if not older, than Kiefer Sutherland, right. was the mentee of Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. No, I think it should be someone. It could be like Tom Holland. I think about who's hot right Tom now. Um, it could be um, the the longer the years go of us doing this podcast, and I'm like, who's young and hot right now? I'm like, oh, yeah, these yeah. people aren't young anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or like they're they're like maybe mid twenties or whatever because Tom Holland's like what like twenty seven. I mean, he could play young though. He's playing a teenage Peter Parker. That's true. Timothy Chalamet. Well, I don't know if we've had him yet. We've had movies that he's been in. 
think we've I don't think we've willingly cast Timothy Chalamet at this no, point. No, I don't think so. Only under duress. John Boyega. He's twenty nine. John Boyega. That might be good. Let's just cast John Boyega. That sounds fun. Uh, then the rich couple. I want Neil McDonough for the dad. I just see him in this movie. I, um, Neil McDonough. Unfortunately, the only reference point I know you'll know is he's the villain of Paul Blart Mall Cop Two. Oh yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, I said, it sucks that that's really the only thing he's been in that I know that you'll know who mm-hmm. I'm talking about. How old is he? Uh, 50s? I, don't, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, it's. No, I'm just looking for actresses in the 50s for the mom. He was also in Tin Man. Yeah, he was. Because um, he was not, the Tin Man. Not what I thought you would have pulled for a Neil McDonough reference. I'm impressed. I like how I searched actresses in their 50s and Kathy Bates is on here at 71. I know. That's the same. Helen on Bottom Carter. I don't know if I've ever used her. Um, what about Marissa, Marissa Tomei? Marissa Tomei. I had thought about her. Yeah. Let's do that. All right, cool. Marissa Tomei rounds out the cast of Flatliners, 1900. Is that what we're going with? Um, I don't know. Um, what do you think? Um, I yeah, mean, we could come up it. with what the term they're using is since flatlining is doesn't exist, but also for SEO. Mm-hmm. Maybe flatliners something. Yeah, flatliners. I'm, I really like flatliners 1900, but. Okay. Um, I like that. That works for me. Uh, flatliners 1900. Because okay. I, th- I think then, we've been referring to uh, the other Flatliners as Flatliners 1999 or 1990 and then Flatliners mm-hmm. 2017. So this and makes that's sense. also part of it. Like one, it works like that, but two, also it gets across the point pretty quick that this is a prequel of some fashion. Like, yeah. Do we want uh, it to be Flatliners parentheses 1900? Like, that's actually really funny. I think that's pretty funny. The, um, yeah. So we'll, we'll put the parentheses around the title. Okay, uh, and we'll do flatliners parentheses, parentheses. nineteen hundred. That's, that's which right. Which means it's we like shut the, the little yeah. circles, right? You know, yeah, right, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That does mean we have to go and shoot this movie in nineteen hundred, though. I know, yeah, that's the problem. Uh, um, well, we'll just use the time worm. We have a good relationship with oh him, God. and or them, or it, it, the she. <laughs> yes. Time has no gender. Time has no gender. So, next time. <laughs> So, Mike, next time, from what I understand, we're joined by enemy of the podcast, Art Cooper. Yeah, as it is apparently the happiest time of the year again, as we watch Christmas Do-Over. Christmas Do-Over? Yep. I do think it's right around this time we did the turn horse last year, right? It probably was. I mean, because we did Troll Central Park 2 and then um, The Pest. (laughs) <laughs> which ultimately created Fjord's Fjord, 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 Fjord's Fury, Fjord's Fury, which ultimately was the piece of the puzzle I needed to finally like for Avengers mm-hmm. to click together as an idea. I always try to save them for the last 10, 15 episodes of a, of an era to just let them basically drop a grenade into everything sure. that we've already done. Um, I mean, it, then we get mad and I call them an enemy of the podcast. So it's kind of a, a sick a cycle that we have going here. But be that as it may, it probably is around the time we fucking watch the mm-hmm. goddamn Turin horse. <laughs> so for the equalizers, I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Knoll. Christmas again. <laughs> to be continued. Christmas again. <laughs> First 
shake your favorite leg and then you kick it up to your chest. And then you pump your open palms and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it, you barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead and we'll do the two-step strut. Come on, dance with me. 